Hello friends, thank you for listening to the Madri podcast between friends conversations with Madri. I am your host Nandini Ray and today we have Renu Dilan on our show. Renu is an entrepreneur, educator and author. She is the founder of Genius Kids Inc, an educational franchise with over 30 centers in Northern California. Her recent development is Win with Words, an online platform focused on developing confidence and leadership in children. Renu holds a doctorate in natural sciences and several certifications in dyslexia, learning disabilities and autism. She has been recognized nationally and globally with several prestigious awards and featured as an expert in early education on various platforms. Renu is a well-known professional MC, radio host, motivational speaker and producer of several national and global events and competitions. She has spoken worldwide on empowering women and children including the House of Lords in United Kingdom. And you can find more about Renu at www.missrenu.com. It's M I S S R E N N U no gaps between. So welcome Renu thank you so much for taking uh time from your busy schedule and coming to our show I know how busy you are. Uh so thank you. Thank you it's my pleasure to be in Nandini I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you. Um before we start our conversation I would like to give a warning to our listeners that this show this conversation may not be appropriate for a young audience. Um so Renu um let's start our conversation and um, i know you are a phenomenal speaker so i know you are not feeling well today but i really appreciate uh, still you taking time and you coming to our show and uh, that shows that how passionate you are uh, to help women who are in need and uh, many of our listeners know you as a successful entrepreneur you know founder of genius kids you are very well known and well respected in our community but it is possible that many people don't know that you are a survivor of domestic violence um so i you know wanted to let community members know that you are a fighter and they should know about your journey about um how you didn't give up uh, after facing adversity in your life how you uh, didn't let your abuser win how you you know with your dignity with your hard work um and passion how you are a strong leader now and i think your story will give uh, many women uh, that hope and that courage uh, so that they can rise again Uh, so would you um like to share your story with our audience like when did you get married um, how was your married life sure absolutely and again thank you so much and i want all the listeners to know that um you know behind every strong woman there is always um a very soft corner somewhere sitting in her and uh and i am a prime example of that so i grew up in a very um a strict family uh, going back to the background very strict family not allowed to date not allowed to talk about boys the whole focus was education 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 so kind of an overprotected life mm-hmm. um every sunday is going to 
the drive-in cinema to watch Bollywood movies and seeing Rishi Kapoor and Nitu Singh and uh, Rajesh Khanna, Sharmila Tagore. So when you see those kind of movies and you lead a very protected life and you also watch your own parents, my parents are, God bless them, in their 90s and they've been married to each other for 65 years and still in love till today. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever heard my father even use an abusive word even once on my mother. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that. So I kind of assumed that all men are going to be like my father. Mm. I really thought that, you know what, this is a perfect world. You know, my dad is respects my mom so much. Um, they had, we grew up in a very happy family and uh, watching all these movies, I thought to myself, well, you know, I'll also find my Vishy Kapoor, Amitabh Bachchan somewhere sitting there. Right. We all grow up with that notion. Mm-hmm. And then um, you get a rude awakening in life. So um, when I got married, my marriage actually fell apart within six days of me getting married. As soon as I landed in this country, um, I I got married in Kenya. I grew up in Kenya, in Africa. And when I got married and came to this country, the morning that I arrived here, within two hours of arriving from the San Francisco airport into Fremont, I realized that the person I'd married was just a hoax. Oh God. He was still married to another woman. Mm-hmm. He just left another woman before that. And uh, he didn't even own a business or an apartment to his name. Now I'm not concerned about not having a business and apartment because I come from a family that my father worked very hard and I've watched him make who he is today. So marrying into wealth was not anything on my plate, but at least honesty was, I was expecting honesty. And when you still have sindoor in your forehead and you have henna on your hands and you realize that your husband is married to someone else, um, it's shattering. It's Mm. shattering. Um, I didn't go back. I I tried to go back. I was stopped. He didn't let me go back. And I was kind of held captive for about four and a half years in this marriage that I did not want to be in because of the fear, first of all, of going back home and disgracing the family. I had over 3000 people at my wedding. My father's very well known in the town that I grew up. He was uh, the mayor of the town. He was a very, very famous politician, very famous doctor. And I was the first one in the family to get married. So to go back after one week and say that, oops, made a big blunder here, would have been at that time, at least we're talking 35 years ago, a big shame, you know, shame, shame. At least I, I felt that which was, uh, now I look back, it's the most ridiculous thing I look at that, but that was the time I worried about how my parents would have felt. And then I realized staying here within five weeks of me staying in this marriage that I was having my first child. So that was another fear of going back, that he used that threat on me, that if you leave and go back, this child is mine, and this child will be an American citizen, and I haven't yet given you a green card, So I will cancel it and you will not see your daughter or your child. At that time, I had not had the child, the unborn child. So every time he would hit me, every time he would, I don't even want to use the word hit because he didn't just hit. Every time he threw me against the wall, every time he would lift me by my head, smash my forehead against the wall, um, throw me on the ground as I was pregnant, lock me outside of the apartment in cold weather, with just a nightie on, 
He would also tell me that he would deport me and I would never be able to come back, but he would make sure that the child would stay with him. I had no one to go to, no friends to call. Um, I didn't know who to turn to. There was no organizations at the time. And I knew nothing about immigration law. And suddenly this girl who grew up for 24 years, very confident in herself, um, educated. I considered myself a, a very a brilliant academically, brilliant student. I topped the country in so many exams and I everything I did, I was a topper. And suddenly here, I was failing. Mm. I was failing in my marriage. I was failing in my partner. And I made a really bad choice. And I couldn't understand that how did this person who's meant to have this brain in her head and be such an intelligent woman make such a blunder? How did I not see through this um, facade, this man who was so charming? How did I manage to get fooled so easily? But I didn't know where to turn. So I said, okay, you know, I can't, I can't change things. Let me try and make things work. And like many women, I thought I could change him. I thought I could make him fall in love with me or love me. I thought I could um, make him realize that what he was doing was wrong. And I thought I could be Florence Nightingale, which is clearly not true. Mm. And uh, that marriage continued for four and a half years. Um, I had a baby girl that resulted in more abuse because he wanted a son. I had my next baby girl, which resulted in more abuse. And in actual fact, I delivered my second child because he threw me down two flights of stairs and I delivered my baby at six months. So I had a baby that was one and a half pounds. By this time, he was having an affair with his secretary at our office and abuse had just become a very regular thing in our house. It could be simple things like, I don't like the taste of the dal you cook today. Or it could be things like, um, if I would walk in the office and catch him with his pants down with the, the secretary, he would tell me, why didn't you knock on the door? I mean, it was, it was pathetic. And in between this four and a half years, I did go home when I went to get my green card. And I told my parents I didn't want to come back. I told them. I didn't tell them too much about the abuse because I knew that would break them. But I told them I didn't want to come back. But the answer was, well, your brother is not married. Your sister is not married yet. What are people going to say? Hmm. And uh, the sad thing is that I sacrificed two more years of my young years for the family. And my brother ended up marrying somebody he liked. He married an American. My sister eloped and went and married somebody else. And I ended up sacrificing four and a half years of my life for siblings that didn't even care. And uh, so I realized after four and a half years, what am I doing to my life? I thought to myself, am I really giving my children the best environment? I mean, my three-year-old used to watch the abuse and every incident she would, every time I would be knocked out, she would call 911. And I would wake up in the hospital thinking, what kind of a mother am I? Why am I doing this to my daughter? Why am I exposing her? And it dawned on me that, you know, this is, this is my stupidity. I can't blame anyone else. This is my own stupidity and this is my own weakness. So I decided I had to leave. But unfortunately, I um, trusted the wrong friend. I trusted who I thought was my best friend. And I told her that after the Christmas holidays, I was going to leave him. I didn't realize that my best friend also was eyeing my husband. So she went and told him. 
So in actual fact, he divorced me first. And um, when I look back, I'm actually very thankful he did because I wonder sometimes if I actually had the courage to go through that divorce myself. So I got served divorce papers on November the 21st, 1991. And I consider that my second birthday. I consider that the day I was reborn. That was the day the old Renu Dillon came back. And that was the day I was reborn. And I decided now I will live life on my terms. Mm. I'd live life for my father on his terms. I'd live life for the husband on his terms. Now it was done. Now it was going to be only mine. And that was it. And whether people could like it or lump it, it didn't matter. Now it was going to be Renu's journey with her two daughters. Wow. And that was it. Close to you. I never looked back. I never looked yeah. back. Thank God you never looked back. And, you know, um, <laughs> we have seen what you have described that, you know, in our clients we serve, we have seen many times they are uh, confused. They don't know uh, that it is if it is their fault, if it is their weakness, why they're staying in that relationship. And sometimes families and friends, they are not always compassionate or helpful. No. They sometimes push <clears throat> women to, to adjust to I mean, that situation. You know, Nandani, for the longest time, even after my divorce, my mother, I don't know how many attempts she made to go to that man and keep telling him to take me back. And I kept telling her, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it, it took a sheriff. Hmm. It took a sheriff to tell my mother that if you send this girl back, you're going to be bringing a dead body home one day. Is that what you want? Hmm. And that is what made my mother realize how serious she was. I happened to one day, one day she took me, once the divorce started, my mom went and visited him and told him that, no, you have to make this marriage work. And he called me over and he abused me again, this time mentally, a lot of mental abuse. And I was at the point where I wanted to end my life. I didn't want to live. And when I came home on the way, I was walking back home. The sheriff picked me up on 680, freeway 680. And that was the same sheriff that had two years ago uh, taken my police report when I was abused and I dropped charges at that time and he was the same man and he took me back to the police station I'll never forget it was Christmas Eve and he sat me down and he goes what are you doing to yourself tell me what is it about your culture that you women want to go back and get tortured every time what is wrong with you and you know it dawned on me how stupid am I and then I said to myself well my mom wants this marriage to work he goes, don't you get it? Is it going to take him killing you for you to realize that this is not a marriage? And I said, you know what? Can you go home, take me home and say that to my mother? And he did. And that's when she realized, oh my God. And I love my mother to death. I love my mother dearly. But I still remember telling my mom that I know you've come to help me, but you're not helping me. You're killing my confidence. Yeah, so please. So much taboo and, you know, yeah. uh, shame. Yeah associated with uh, divorce and separation and bro broken home. No, I told her, I told her, are... pack her bags. I said, pack your bags, go home. Come when my divorce is over, please. Just uh, go home right now. And when I'm all done and I'm free, then you come back. And especially and she... a lot of burden is on women's shoulders yes. because, because yeah. it is our job to keep yes. the family in that. Yeah. Uh, so Renu, I would <coughs> like to um, ask you that you also know that mainly 
uh, women face community ostracism. If, if they're blamed that, oh, she's thinking only about herself. She's not thinking about children, family name, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So how can we break this wrong community attitude? Is there any suggestion you want to give our community members? Yes, butt out. Community needs to butt out and mind their own business. You have a nose, keep your nose in your own business. To be honest with you, Nandini, that is fact. And as women, we need to stop asking people for opinions. You don't ask for opinions. You ask for help. And if you don't get the help, go knock on another door. You don't have to keep knocking on the same door. And don't ask your friends because your friends are not going to understand. And they're never going to give you the right advice. Never. You have to have the find the courage within yourself. Now, being alone is not easy. If you're used to the comforts of life, I mean, in the four and a half years, my husband and my ex-husband and myself had become very successful and I lived a life of luxury. Hmm. But who wants to live a life of luxury and also live a life of fear? I mean, you know, I didn't want to come home and have knives thrown at me or my head thrown into a wall. I didn't want to come home to drunk people. I didn't want to come home to abuse and to be called a prostitute and to be called a whore, hmm. um, you know. So, and how will people understand? How can anyone understand? Because, you know, even if you tell somebody, I understand how you feel, you don't because every situation is unique. So don't ask people for advice. Ask people for help, such as, do you know a good attorney I can go to? Do you know a place I can call? Do you know a place where my children can go while I'm in court? Those are the kind of questions you ask. Don't ask them, should I stay with them? What should I do? What should I tell my parents? What do you think I should do? Because you're not, you, very few people are going to give you advice and the right one. Most people are going to tell you, how can you lead this life of luxury and go? The world is very tough. Yes, it is. It's a tough world out there being on your own. But you know what? Eat one less roti. Don't drive that fancy car. Don't wear those designer clothes. But you know what? Come home with dignity and self-respect. Yeah, absolutely. And also yes. community members, all of us need to remember that if someone is suffering, it's yes. our duty to be supportive, not... Supportive. Uh, yeah. And, and you, know, you know, Nandini, people close the door because they think we're asking them, can I live with you? Or can you give me money? No, we don't need to come and live with you. We don't need your money. We're just asking for a little bit of compassion. compassion. And if you can't give that compassion then don't give Fazul advice. Yeah, I always and write information probably. Yes. If you yeah. have right information, right information. Yeah, right. then you can give. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, when what you are describing right now, I know, Renu, that, you know, you are, and many people know that how successful you are in your life right now. They cannot believe that what kind of situation you went through in your past life. So uh, now I am even a little bit confused that, suffering that much trauma that much abuse and still you didn't give up so where did you get that strength from and I know I don't know I mean I, it's really giving goosebumps when I'm listening to your story and it's a young uh, 24 year old facing a lot of you know, trauma and pain agony but still she didn't give up she is here today everyone knows and Everyone knows about her. Everyone respects her. So um, can you tell me the, how did you start your journey of rebuilding your own life? How did you do it? So I think the first thing I have to say is um, I owe a lot to my parents for building confidence in me. 
Mm. Um, my parents put me into uh, into drama when I was three years old. I got, you know, I was a very a big chatterbox in school, and I was all over the place. I was dyslexic. <laughs> I was very naughty. Um, and my mom was like, "What am I going to do with this child? She's got too much energy." So they put me into um, drama, and I was on stage right from the age of three. So I learned to find my voice, mm. and I learned to overcome fear of speaking in front of people. And I think what happened is I lost that in that marriage because I thought that I had to be this good Indian wife. And I realized afterwards that was the worst advice ever given to me, that I have to be this good Indian wife. I could not understand why wasn't he taught to be the good Indian husband? Mm. Why should I only be the good Indian wife? So I decided when I realized very quickly that nobody was going to be there for me and the, my, my recovery was only dependent on one person myself and also I realized that my two little babies who were three and one only had me and if I was going to be a poor example to them then I was going to be responsible for ruining the lives of three women not just one mm. so I went for therapy I went for counseling I needed counseling I needed somebody neutral to explain to me that it's okay to be alone I chose the right friends I got rid of all the bakwas that was on my list. You know, we carry so much negative baggage with us. If you actually go through your friend list, you will find how much nonsense you have in your life. And people who are most untrustworthy and just there for you during the good times. I realized very quickly who my friends were the day my ex-husband took our beautiful mansion that I lived in and it went to the bank and I was left on the street. Suddenly, my telephone list of Hundred friends went down to three. Nobody wanted to take my phone call because I was poor. Mm. So my advice to women is the courage is inside you. Mm. You just need to find it and take small steps, small steps. Choose the right company. You, you are the company you keep. Mm. If you're going to hang out with negative people, you will become negative. If you're going to hang out with people that pull you down, you will get pulled down. Mm. It is better to have, Two really good friends instead of 10 friends. Absolutely. Find people that you can just your small little circle mm. and grow within that circle. Socialize, meet other people. But the secret to who you are, the secret to your self-esteem and your confidence, that combination lock belongs only to you. Never share your weaknesses with anybody, not even your children. That should be only yourself. Because when people find out your weakness, they use it and abuse it. So using those tools, reading a lot of books, um, going to a lot of self-discovery, listening to audio, going to functions by Maitri, by Narika. I mean, there's, I, I was all over the place, always looking for positive people. Mm. And let me tell you, Nandini, this journey of 35 years of being uh, recovery, I'm still recovering every day. Um, it's not been easy. I made a lot of more stupid mistakes along the way, but I learned from them. And I never, any mistake I make, whether it's personal life or my business, I don't consider it failure. I take it as a life experience. Mm. And I look at it and I analyze and I say, okay, what did I do here? Why did this happen? And then I realized many times it was my own misjudgment. And I say, okay, you know what? I write it down. I say, I'm not going to do this again. Mm. And don't be scared. 
to get rid of the nonsense and the baggage in your life because you need to carry, you need to travel light the more baggage you carry the more customs and immigration you go through travel light your whole life is such a long journey travel light and really really um be positive be gracious every day be thankful for what you've got look at life as being your glass is half full not half empty and i think using that philosophy i got my courage back but i really choose the company i keep nandini i'm very particular about who i want to keep my company with um if i sense negativity around me i'm out of there i'm out of there so quickly and i have learned to say no very easily and shamelessly hmm. so we have to be positive and you have, have to, to uh, do your best to use your yes. full potential and you yes. have to find within that you have power as you said that yeah, you have there. power yeah, yeah you there. have strength but you have to just find <clears throat> it and use it and you know another thing think about it who did god give childbirth to to women not mm. to men to women mm. because we are strong we are actually physically strong and emotionally very strong who makes us weak society mm. society tells us our culture our indian culture sorry to say i am very proud of being indian but we have some very stupid ideas that we teach teach people like first of all um why do we have to bid farewell to our parents when we get married why do you have those stupid songs you played weddings that never come back here alvida karo apne bapu ke ghar mein why why should i say alvida why my father's house should always be my house you know yeah. this nonsense you see in movies that only your uh, ashes will come back here what nonsense is this you know um i'm sorry to say i don't offend people but what ridiculous holiday is this as uh, ritual that we karwa chauth why am i fasting for his long life why for somebody that doesn't for a gender that doesn't respect me yeah Look really we will, we have to identify and you know change oppressive yes. patriarchal culture exactly. so if it is oppressive it is patriarchal yes. then we don't need to follow yeah. them and, and we, are, we are the most hypocritical country in the world because we are we have murtis of kali ma and lakshmi and yet who do we abuse every day who do we rape women why do you have murtis then why are you praying to goddess lakshmi and then you have lakshmi at home and you come and abuse her so Where's violence against women is happening everywhere in every country everywhere. every culture um and it's a it's and a global people. thing and it's a, we need to educate we need to have more yes. conversation yeah. like that so that people can um change their mindset and um, and mm-hmm. uh, one uh, line you just said and it's sticked to my mind that when you were getting married people your family told you how to be a good wife but yeah. nobody in the, and then you thought then why didn't anybody tell him how to be a good husband yeah. and it, it is lacking in our uh, you know in our society probably yes, in yeah. everywhere everywhere women get second class citizen everywhere it's not in indian or pakistani or bangladeshi or south asian it's everywhere it's everywhere, yeah. everywhere so yeah. if i'm asking you that do you have any message to the newly couple who are dating or who are newly married so what does healthy relationship partner relationship look like and is there any message respect. you want to give them respect respect Yes the day the day the respect is broken your relationship is done Sec- not love forget love everybody falls in love 
that love is 90 days, six months, that's it. Respect. When people lie, that's lack of respect. Mm -hmm. When they hit you, that's lack of respect. When they abuse you, that's lack of respect. And abuse is not just hitting. Abuse is financial abuse. They don't mm -hmm. let you spend money. Mm -hmm. They take away your paycheck. Emotional abuse, calling you things. Um, you're no good for me. You're mm -hmm. useless in bed. You don't turn me on. Those, that's emotional abuse. And um, also verbal abuse. It's a huge, verbal abuse. Yeah, exactly. so sometimes it gets yes. normalized. And also, um, that, in, that kind of behavior in front of your children, what kind of a message are we giving our children? Yes. Why would you want to stay in a marriage like that? You know, one of the most ridiculous reasons I hear from women, oh, I'm waiting until my daughter turns or children turn at 18 and then I'll leave him. Do you know what you're going to make your children go through for 18 years? Hmm. Why do you have to expose your children to such nonsense? Your children are going to think that this is how marriage is meant to be. So my message is the day you see lack of respect, no second chance. I'm sorry. It's not going to change. That's you out of there. Get out of it. Secondly, why are we in this rush to get married all the time? Live together. It, we are a modern society now. Live together and you will find out their habits very quickly. Mm -hmm. Trust me. When you're dating, the true habits are not shown. The day you live together, you'll find out really what that person is about. And in that way, you can decide, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? And I really wish families would start saying that to their children. I said that to my daughters. Live. Get to know them. Who's asking you to rush and get married? I'm the last mother in the world that says marry tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Only marry when you're 200% sure. And the day he's abusive to you, don't even give him a second chance. Come right home. That's it. Yeah. We can also tell our young, you know, next generation, reflect on your own behavior. Yes. Because if you are abusive or not, sometimes we also only focus on other partners. Yes. Like if yes. they are abusive, if they are respectful or not. But sometimes we forget that, you know, some abusers I have read and I have interviewed them so they don't even realize that they are abusive they yes. think that they, yes. they, they saw it probably in their families and they think that abuse is normal this is the yeah. only way we can yeah. behave yeah. and yeah. when they reflect young folks when they reflect on their own behavior and they talk to their you know somebody probably a therapist or a counselor and find out what is wrong and what is right then probably they will stop and, and you know don't be embarrassed to go get help Yes. I don't know why we never want to go for therapy. What's wrong with going for counseling? Mm. I mean, go to professionals for counseling. You know, yeah. when you're sick, you go to a doctor, right? You don't go to a dentist. When you're two-thirds, you go to a dentist. When you're sick, you go to a doctor. When you're feeling down and low, go to a therapist. That's yeah. what they're there for. Don't be embarrassed. It's not something that's going to come on your record or, you know, you're not going to... People think, oh, my God, if I go to a therapist, they're going to think I have mental uh, issues. Um, everybody has mental issues. Yeah. There's no such thing as normal human being. There's nobody normal. Again, there's a stigma. Stigma, it out is. of stigma, stigma, people are so right. scared. Totally. So we are almost end of the show. Mm -hmm. I just want to ask you that any message you want to give to victims of uh, domestic violence who are still suffering in silence, but they don't know that, um, you know, but they're scared actually to... Uh, to take any next step and they're suffering in silence. So do you have any message for them? Because, you know, sometimes 
people are very, very, not only scared, but also confused. They don't know yes. what to do. Don't be scared. You know what? You have one life to live. Live it with dignity and respect. And don't be scared to be alone in your life. To be honest with you, being alone is the best thing. Um, I love my company. I love enjoying my company. And also, I, my, real mes my message to all women is, I'm always there if you guys want to look me up. Always. Anyone can call me. Call me at any time. Um, I'm not, I can't give you legal advice. I can't give you mental advice. But I can definitely be your big sister, your mom, um, your friend. Talk to you on the phone. Sometimes just listening to that voice will comfort you, make you feel better, um, show you the right way. Um, you don't have to call someone you know if you're scared. Call someone you don't know. It's okay. But don't spend the rest of your life in misery. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You'll wake up one day and say, why didn't I leave many years ago? I'm so glad that I, um, I only lost four and a half years of my life. Mm. And I... Now I look back, I don't even want to say I lost it because I got two beautiful children out of him. And, uh, and I probably tell you, you, you found your own courage that you didn't know yes, probably did. that you have that kind of courage inside you. Yes, I did. And, and I let would suggest... Another thing. I, never, I don't believe in negative relationships. I always try to maintain a positive relationship with him till the day he died. Mm. Till the day he died. You know, uh, women will not believe this, but when my ex-husband died, he reached out to me and the children and we went and we were by his bedside. And uh, we, we were there till he died and we sent him off. I sent him off with respect and dignity because you know what? He couldn't help who he was, mm -hmm. but I could help myself by leaving that relationship. If he had stayed, I don't even know what would have happened. But all I know is, is that he gave me two beautiful children. I took what I could get mm -hmm. and I went and made my life. And sometimes your children are better off having parents separate. They yeah. can have respectful relationships with each one of them rather than have I, you together. Broken home is better than abusive home. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, no question. And, and it's uh, not a broken home. Each one makes their own home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I would suggest that if anybody is um, facing this kind of situation, they should call a call an agency like yes. Maitri, Narika. And there are so many agencies um, in Santa Clara County, Alameda County, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and they should and people should find out those agencies for survivors and connect them because they have expertise, they have uh, they have knowledge to help yes. how to help them in a right <clears throat> way, the right information. So um, I hope whoever is listening to your story, this show, they will have some courage to at least call some agencies. Anyone, any, any agency, Maitri, Narika, Save, um, Nextro Solution, any agency, and all agencies are free and confidential. Yes. And they can call, they can find out their options, their rights. Sometimes people don't know their options and rights. They think that, oh, I cannot do anything. Uh, my life is over. At least right, they can right. talk to someone and find out. And the decision should be <clears throat> their decision. It, it cannot, that nobody should take decision on behalf of them. If they no, want I actually to... agree. I always tell anyone that calls me, I always tell them that, you know, I can be a listening ear, but your legal advice and your professional help has to come from these agencies and they're there for you. Don't be scared yeah. to pick up the phone and call, call because yeah. they're going to give you the right advice as to what to do. Yes, absolutely. And also I would uh, like to give another uh, 
information here. So sometimes people are so scared. They think that, oh, people will find out uh, if I call an agency. But all these agencies are confidential and you, you don't even have to share your yeah. own name if yeah. you don't yeah, right. want to. It's Absolutely. okay, but at least reach out for help. Right. And right. you know, I have read somewhere that survivors can find uh, strength and healing in, in telling their stories to others and their insight and inspiration actually can help save lives. So I'm sure that your story will give strength and inspiration to many survivors out there. And uh, you so know, Nandi, I'm you. glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because every time I speak about it, it's self-therapy for myself too. So healing is an ongoing process. Yes. And that's the reason why it's so important to share. And you will heal as you share because yes. you'll become stronger as you share your story. So, so thank yeah. you so much, Renu, for coming this show and thank sharing you. your story. Yeah. I'm sorry um, about my voice the way it is, but... Um, that's, uh, that's okay. I mean, the message is more important than the voice quality. And I know that people will be able to hear whatever you were saying and everything is fine. So I just want to uh, not only thank you and I really uh, thanking you from bottom of my heart and for sharing your story, your vulnerability, your pain. It's not easy to share your pain uh, to, uh, to others, but I know that you want to help people. So that's why you are sharing your story. So kudos to you. And I want to end this episode um, remembering Aretha Franklin, the legendary singer uh, and the woman whose music uh, reminded all of us that we deserve respect from our partners. Uh, not many people know that Aretha Franklin was a survivor of domestic violence. Cool. And uh, though we may never know all the details of her marriage and abuse, but her music still serves um, as a powerful support for other survivors. Her song that all I'm asking is for a little respect when you come home, yes. or you might walk in and find out I am gone. So it's a yes. beautiful uh, message yes. that all I'm asking is a little respect when you come home. So uh, this re song reminds us that all of us, we need respect from our partner. Yes. And violence and abuse is never victim's fault. We have to remember that. And victim blaming has to you know, stop. And everyone has a right to have a dignity, life of dignity, safety, um, and and. You know, it, it's not a it's not a big thing that they want. It's a it's it's a yes. it's a safety. It's a right, basic right for for Absolutely. all of us. Absolutely, yeah. So thank you. I hope that I can con could continue this conversation, but I know how tired you are today. <laughs> uh, so I'm ending this conversation now. I'm hopeful that I will um, ask you to come again uh, on our Absolutely. show. It'd be and, my pleasure. Yeah, and thank and, you for you guys doing such an amazing job to serve the community. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, listeners, for listening to our show. And I'm your host, Nandini Ray, ending this show with a hope that each community members will do their part in preventing domestic violence, partner violence, and all of us will do our best to create a culture of healthy relationship. Please keep listening to our show um, Between Friends, Maitri Podcast Between Friends, and find all our episodes on SoundCloud and different podcast apps wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we are also on YouTube. Uh, please follow all Maitri Bay Area social media platforms. Um, and the handle is Maitri Bay Area. Bye for now. Stay safe and stay happy. 
थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग अगर आप या कोई और जिसे आप जानते हैं जो घरेलू और डोमेस्टिक वायलेंस से गुजर रहे हैं कृपया मैत्री से संपर्क करें मैत्री की सेवाएं बिल्कुल मुफ्त और विश्वसनीय हैं। हमारी सेवाएं हिंदी पंजाबी मराठी गुजराती और अन्य दक्षिण एशियाई भाषाओं में उपलब्ध हैं। यू कैन कॉल अस मंडे टू फ्राइडे नाइन टू थ्री पी एम ऑन वन एट 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 सिक्स टू फोर एट सेवन फोर फॉर आफ्टर आवर्स लीव वॉइस मेल इन योर लैंग्वेज यू कैन ऑल्सो ई मेल अस एट मैत्री एम ए आई टी आर आई एट मैत्री डॉट ऑर्ग This project was made possible by funding provided by Santa Clara County Office of Gender-Based Violence Prevention. This show is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice. Always consult an attorney for legal advice. Views expressed by guests of the radio show are individual opinions and not endorsed by Maitri.